You are tuned in to Awaken Radio with Connie Chapman. To listen to more episodes, go to ConnieChapman.com or subscribe on iTunes. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Awaken Radio. It is beautiful to be here with you, and thank you for tuning in and listening today. I am excited to be bringing you another inspiring and powerful conversation that I hope will be deeply, deeply supportive for you. Today in this episode, I am speaking with the soulful and inspiring Carly Steffen, and we are diving deep into the spiritual and energetic realm to talk about awakening, ascension, and energetic upgrades. This conversation will be helpful for those of you who have been feeling that you're riding some waves of inner shifts and life changes, or if you're noticing that you're up-leveling in your life, wanting to step into new things and really get onto your true life path. What we share here, I hope, will bring you comfort and guidance to see that you are not alone in what you are working through, that it is all just a natural part of the journey of expansion and growth that many of us are moving through at this time. So let me introduce my guest to you. Carly Steffen is a mentor and coach who guides women to align with and embody their inner light and is the creator of the Anchor Your Light program, an online course designed to activate and guide women into the bone-deep knowing of their divinity. After over a decade working on humanitarian development projects for communities, Carly began to explore what it is that humans need to access their inner light. This marked the beginning of her own light discovery journey, and she now uses this experience, along with her extensive professional experience and intuitive abilities, to guide women into their own light. She does this via her private one-on-one coaching and group coaching programs. As we move through this episode today, you will hear so much wisdom from Carly around how to navigate this exact process. You may not be someone who identifies as having a spiritual awakening, and you may not even know what the term ascension really means, but I encourage you to enter into this conversation with an open mind and heart and listen to what is shared here, as I have a feeling you will actually be able to relate to a lot of what we cover, as both Carly and I talk a lot about our personal journeys in this episode. You will learn about how to get onto your true path, move beyond your fears, speak your truth, raise your vibration, and move through the often uncomfortable process of inner change as you go on to stepping into more of your potential. So snuggle up, make yourself a cup of tea, grab your journal so you can take some notes, and let's dive into this soulful conversation with Carly Steffen. Hi, Carly. Welcome to Awaken Radio. It is awesome to be here with you. Hi, Connie. It's such an absolute pleasure to be here today. I am really looking forward to diving into this conversation with you. I know that we are both so passionate about what we're going to be talking about today, and you have so much beautiful wisdom from your own experience and from the work you've been doing with other women. So as a beginning point, maybe for my audience who haven't as yet come across your work and are not familiar with you and what you do and the journey that you've walked, I'm really curious to know about your path, about what has brought you to where you are now and about some of the the key experiences that you've had along the way, the catalyst for your own 
spiritual awakening, your own personal journey into consciousness and living in the light and what really got you onto that path and what has brought you then to now being this mentor and this guide for other women on this journey as well? Mm, What a juicy, juicy, deep question that is. (laughs) So we uh, have to probably start with when I was, I guess, a little bit more disillusioned and not connected with any of this sort of stuff and very much a woman in the world that was seeking success externally and really wanting to, you know, I always had intentions to help the world or or do something that was in service, but it was really very much about externally manipulating circumstances mm-hmm. so that I could get into a space of success and and a place of achievement and you know that sort of like ticking of the boxes and let's let's mm-hmm. get all of these ducks lined up in a row and I will be I will feel better and I will feel like I've made it in the world because that's really largely what our society in particular trains us towards as Mm. as young women. It's the, you know, get out there and achieve and do all of these things and then you will whatever, be happy. Mm. Um, You know, this so-called simple equation. And in terms of, say, my professional career, I mean, I did university and did quite a few degrees in um, sort of oriented towards international relations and and international development. So I thought, I'm going to go work for somewhere like the UN and work in spaces that are going to assist people because I want to help the planet. I want to do that. And, you know, obviously, like, this is not 100% altruistic. It never is. It's always, you know, like there's elements of your, you know, your own ego that goes into making these sorts of decisions as well. So I'm not going to say that this was 100% altruistic. I wanted to travel. I wanted Mm. to work in challenging situations. So I worked um, after university, I worked in Kenya, the Solomon Islands and Vanuatu, Papua New Guinea, like all throughout the Pacific region, working in development, particularly on empowering women in financial inclusion, sustainability, local economic development, strengths-based approach to development. I'd gotten to the point of observing in these communities, particularly that there was a disparate space between what, say, communities in lower socioeconomic uh, situations or or increased poverty or increased hardship had like their their attitude and their and their spirit and their access to their own aligned state mm. seems to me to actually be far more there and present than what I was seeing when I'd come back to my own society um, where people were had everything absolutely everything lived like king and queens basically and and still were, you know, in depressive states, in states of hopelessness sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, when really they had everything. And so I'm not, I'm, I don't want to glamorize poverty. This is not about that. That's not about, oh gosh, you just, you know, you, you, you don't need money, you don't need food. This is not that at all. But there was just this complete, yeah, disparate gap between these two communities that I was, um, you know, observing and going, okay, what is it? How do people actually access their own light? And what is it that actually, what does it take to really know who you are, be embodied, know what your inner light is actually wanting to tell you? And I really did see that quite a lot of these communities that I was working in already had it. And then the people, you know, who were, I guess, informing <laughs> the these communities on how to live really actually didn't have it. So the, around this time, and I think this is actually around the time that you and I met, I felt this need to start a blog. And I had been awakening over maybe the previous few years in terms of like I'd done my Reiki I'd done, I'd sort of had a few experiences of, of connecting with guides, connecting with, I guess, more, more of the etheric realm. And I, 
I sort of thought, oh, you know, I really should stop trying to like hounding my friends and family about all of this stuff and actually write it. So I started my blog, Pockets of Peace, and and just began to write about my experiences and write about my own explorations uh, within this space. So still keeping with my development work incorporated into it, but but really diving deep into my own spiritual learnings and awakenings and that kind of thing. And it was really uh, at that time when I kind of opened myself up, which was really scary, frankly. That's one of my bigger leaps and the, the bigger turning points in life was actually to sort of begin to activate my my expression when you know, I, I, this was largely something that was behind closed doors. And I, was, I guess I was in more of a spiritual closet at that time. And I hadn't really necessarily opened myself up to to it. And since then, I've progressively opened myself up more and more and more, really in service to the message of, um, you know, the, the spiritual awakening message, really. Mm. But it was it was such a it was so confronting to do that. But, you know, you sort of get used to it after a while, the, the opening your heart up and, <laughs> and sharing from that space. And then you move into, yeah, I was moving into this space of, of really like, I guess, in the personal development wellness space in Australia that uh, I, I began to move in the circles of, of people who were, and you know, amazing women like yourself as well, who were writing and sharing from this wholehearted space. And, and it just became, it was like a hobby that I never anticipated was going to be a, a job of mine. I never actually had any intention whatsoever to make this a career, um, not even a side hustle at that stage. But it was just over the next few years, I kept finding myself really my spare time just wanting to do all of this sort of the spiritual awakening oriented stuff. And while I enjoyed and really loved my international development work, it was really like my passion. I found I was drawing a lot of my own spiritual awakening stuff into my work and into mm -hmm. my development work. And I was like, okay, hang on a second. What's going on here? This is actually, there's a higher octave calling me, you know, like, could I enjoy, like, could I do something that like I already do for free, but actually get paid for it? That kind of feels like really odd to me, but Hey, maybe I can. And then clients just started arriving. People just started inquiring with me, even though I haven't, didn't have anything on my website about working with me that people approached me and said, do you, do you do this? What do you talk about? Do you do this? as a coach or a mentor and I said well yes yes I do you know and and I began to open myself up to people who came to me and um and you know created programs around what they needed and what they desired outcomes wise and it just it, it really came to a point of a, a particular time after I did my like a lot of shadow work mm. and then opened myself up to some seriously high cosmic energy and and the the step up the next octave was this stepping into the role of mentor and coach for women who really want to live their most exalted, light-filled life here in this mm. in this lifetime. Mm. My God, that was frightening again. Another really frightening thing for me to do to say bye to like four degrees of mine to to working in a space that I was really just you know this is based on my experience a life experience and it just opened into flow and and I finished completed my full-time work in the middle of 2016 and really haven't looked back since you know I remember that process in myself as well of that process mm -hmm. of coming out of the closet when you're doing all the work behind the scenes and in yourself and you're on your own journey and then it comes to the point where you get the knowing and the calling it's time to share it it's time to create a mm -hmm. blog it's time to create a platform it's 
time to start to almost step into your role as guiding and, and leading others. And I also even remember, I think when we met up, I remember talking to you about the career path that you were on and the, the blog that you had. Mm. And at that time, you did sound pretty clear in yourself that you didn't want to necessarily pursue yeah. uh, a different career path. You were pretty happy with what you were doing. You know, you've mentioned a couple of moments where there was fear, where you were terrified, where that inner call came of sharing yourself, of taking a leap, of bringing more of your light out into the world. Mm. Can we talk about this process of kind of how we navigate stepping into our light, following our calling, while also working beyond the fears and the doubts and everything that gets stirred up when we come to being more seen and more expressive of who we really are? Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. So the fear for me is always a really good signal that I'm about to move to another another phase of life, another upgrade, uh, mm. an upgraded area of my life. But it is, it's something that doesn't actually go away. And I really feel like being present to the fear while really tuning into whether or not this decision is aligned and whether this is this feels like a vibratory jump up for yourself. I think that is a really critical element of learning the whether or not the right step, the next step is correct for you. Because the fear, you know, I think quite a few people can stumble on fear and think, well, fear must mean that I'm not supposed to do it. Mm. Or fear must mean that it's a no. And it's not actually. And when you begin to make the journey from the gross to the subtle, so more from the external world to the internal world, you begin to, and this is within yourself, you'll begin to learn the finer nuances of the vibratory state of fear and the fear that you want to be looking for is the excited fear, the butterfly's fear, mm. the the fear of that, you know, that, that sort of you feel an upward swing, a holy far out, I just don't think I can do this, but I actually cannot think of anything else I would rather do. And I cannot think of anything. Like it's actually almost becomes an, a non-choice. You're like, actually, as frightened as I am to do this, it's so in my heart. It is something that I absolutely need to do and I will just rue the day that I, you know, if I didn't do it and if I continue to traverse the path I'm currently on, I know that's not the way. So the alignment with whatever it is you're about to do next needs to be there. The fear excitement needs to be there. And then you literally just need to take that step. And with the next step, I remember when I was planning to, you know, I was leaving my, my full-time career in mm. development, I actually remember being shown that the state of, of your energy field, and I'm sure we'll talk about this a bit later on in the podcast, but the state of your energy field, it actually creates the path for you to step on. So you actually, I was seeing these beams coming out from um, some of my, my energy centers in my body, and I was seeing them literally creating pave, pave stones, whatever you call them, you know, like little, little stepping stones. And I was like, oh, okay, so that's actually getting built before I do this so I can step onto them once I, you know, feel like I'm stepping out into air or stepping out into the void. But you actually are energetically creating a path for yourself while you do, you know, this alignment work and really know that this heart-led step is the next step. And yeah, and it and it works out like you and I both know <laughs> that mm. it does and that, you know, you can handle it. And also that one thing that I really remember uh, thinking after setting up my blog and even really setting up my business and every iteration of a program that I've launched or whatever it is that I've 
push the envelope a little bit more. It's like, gosh, people don't really care. And by people, I mean, you know, like the people around you that you think are the all-seeing eye or, you know, the people that are the so-called people that watch you. It's like, no, there are not that many people really care all that much in that respect. And you're actually now aligning far more authentically with the people who are supposed to be with your in your life and calling to them. And this is a clarion call to really bring them into your life and attract them into your life, um, whether that be friends, romantic partners, uh, clients, whatever it is. The, the more authentically you can express yourself in the world, whether, yeah, again, through job or through writing or whatever it is, the, the more you're actually going to live an aligned life with people around you who are supporting you. Mm. And there's that element of trust, isn't there? Because I think when you take the step and it's a really guided step, you do have to trust that that the people, the, the resources, the mm. whatever you need, it does come in to support you. It definitely does, but it doesn't always appear initially. You sort of have to take the leap and, and then it comes. Yeah. So, I sort of, I've experienced this quite a few times in my life that almost the more that I go to step into my light and you said this kind of stepping into this higher uh, vibrational state, it's almost like that light uh, shines upon my shadow. It almost activates my shadow, activates the limitations that are currently within me that are in the way of me stepping into that next level. So how do we, and what is your process around how we work through uh, those shadow sides of ourselves, meaning those darker emotions, those fears, those limiting beliefs without kind of getting stuck in it. What Mm. is your process around moving through those? Yeah, this is a really, really critical element of the whole awakening journey. And this, uh, the light and the shadow and the dance of the two Mm. and the integration of the two within us is absolutely critical to ever being able to live in an aligned state. So if we are thinking that we need to spiritually bypass and just be all positive and in the light, then that is a, you know, that's a one-way ticket to some serious mess. This is like, you just can't, you can't operate in the world like that. So when you, like you said, go into these sort of newer states of, or being moved into these higher states of being, you call in your light and that actually will land in your system and will begin to vibrate out anything that is no longer congruent with the light. And so it is actually an automatic process where once the light is shone on certain things, it literally cannot exist in your system anymore and will need to vibrate out. And when it comes out and it moves out of your body and it can start at the physical, goes into the mental, emotional, and then etheric bodies, and then actually wants to be recycled and go back, you know, and actually leave. But it's it's the process of when it begins to release and it begins to revisit us, and we think we think, oh gosh, this this was this I thought this left me. I thought this mm. was done. I thought we're we like, I'm going it. backwards. This yeah. is a backward step. <laughs> yeah, and this is actually not backwards. It's um, it's impossible to go backwards because mm. we're constantly spiraling outwards from source. So we actually we cannot go backwards. This is just merely another layer. But when it wants to come out, if we if we meet this you know so called negative emotion or negative feeling in our emotional body. 
And we actually then create stories around it and we create issues around it and we blame other people for what it is that we're feeling, you know, begin to project stories onto other people and that kind of thing. We actually create more of an anchor for it to stay here. It stays in our system. It stays in our field. And so what we're actually really being called to in these states is to really be present with them present with the feelings, present with the sensations, and it may even be a physical sensation, but be present with it and then allow it to do its thing. And this again comes into trust. Can we trust that being present with it is not going to send us into a spiral? And of course, I'm not talking to people who are in trauma here. I'm not talking to people who are still dealing with some really, really raw emotions. They need to be guided by a therapist or a psychotherapist, that kind of thing. But I'm talking about healthy people who are finding that that this sort of thing happens when they up level. It's, you know, can you be present with it and can you trust that it's going to move through you? And once it does and it actually doesn't feel or um, it doesn't get any anchor anchor points mm-hmm. from you, you know, it's not like, oh, that's I'm feeling that because of that or he did that to me or she did that. You know, all of that keeps it around. If you can just go, okay, I'm currently feeling this and mm, feels a bit miserable. And, you know, I know you guide people through the journaling process of this. I think journaling is really helpful. Mm -hmm. I also think movement and embodied movement in particular is really helpful. Moving Moving the energy through you and allowing it to dance through your system and just letting it be and let it do its thing because it's actually alchemizing you on the way out. It's kind of giving you a bit of an initiation. Uh, on its way out but let it move through the body through your bodies and out Mm. and to leave you like it literally will leave you if you allow it to because it's just it's just vibrating out in accordance with the the increased light that you are imbuing within yourself Mm. I like that distinction between not going into the story and that's also even part of, of journaling or working with a coach or a healer is to not be looping over the story but you're saying more so feeling the energy that is moving through your body because it's it's moving through because it's releasing yeah and that's a nice reframe isn't it because you can even look at it as part of a healing process rather than here I am again I'm stuck in this old pattern absolutely all right Mm. so I know you talk a lot about ascension and you've mentioned Mm. a couple of times about spiritual awakening you know what do these terms kind of mean and what is this process we're actually undergoing because maybe some people are in it and they don't actually even realize (laughs) yes very possibly so ascension really ascension and spiritual awakening really go hand in hand and it's really about when we shift from one vibratory frequency to the to a higher one uh, to a finer vibratory frequency and this occurs at both an individual level and at a planetary level and a galactic level like this is actually part of a broader movement of energy that initiated uh in 2012 you remember the sort of the whole yes december yeah december 2012 that the mayan calendar marked the end of the descension cycle and moved into the ascension cycle and on a planetary level it actually means that we're galactically moving closer to our galactic core which is actually moving us into unity and this means that we are now and we're seeing also the rise of the feminine right which is occurring on again an individual and a collective level but this is calling us into balance and it's calling us into the union the divine union of the feminine and the masculine similarly the the union of union with ourselves as we move closer to 
the galactic core on a planetary level. So it's really just we're moving upwards. It's, and upwards is not necessarily um, I'm better than because I'm higher. It's just a state of being. It's a vibratory state of being. And so that means that, you know, it's just like it just it's spiritual awakening in the sense that, you know, you may find that certain aspects of your life have become you've become disillusioned with so maybe it's where you're working or where you're living or who you're surrounding yourself with and you're like well there must be something more to life you know maybe you've got all your ducks in a row and it's like hang on a second I've got all that ticked all the boxes but I'm still feeling empty and numb Mm. Um, and it's like there's got to be more to life than this that can be the, the sort of await the start the hallmarks start of the awakening the sort of disillusionment with what is the point of this um and you don't really find any fulfillment in anything that you're doing uh and then you may actually move into and and specifically ascension symptoms uh can be around um physically actually physically experiencing some um pretty amazing things and so tones in the ears can begin like a bit of a like a ding or a like just certain certain things coming online in your auditory senses and that would be your clairaudience coming online. You may begin to have very intense dreams and very intense um, like visions even or like you, be, you begin to see with a bit more with your third eye and your imagination begins to sort of run wild but it's actually your third eye coming online which mm-hmm. is your clairvoyance, your clair seeing, clair seeing. You may begin to get these insights of like of of knowing, like a state of just knowing things. So, you know, maybe you just suddenly know that a friend of yours is pregnant or you know that something and you're like, how on earth do I just know this? Mm. And this is clear thinking. This is your clear cognizance coming online. And then also the in terms of feeling, you begin to actually realize that you can feel other people's feelings and emotions and, you know, may, you know, oftentimes, and I work with a lot of people who are empaths, um, oftentimes it can be quite debilitating. And you begin to learn, like, oh, my goodness, I'm, I'm sensing all these things when I sit, you know, like, in terms of my five physical senses, I sh- it shouldn't make sense. But I actually can sense what's going on. And that's your clairsentience. And so these sorts of um, sort of additional senses begin to come online in different ways. And you, and it can be quite disconcerting and, and quite, uh, you know, you, you can move into fear about it, but I'd start getting excited, like, because this is the real mm. stuff when you begin to come online with, uh, with those sorts of senses. And, and you know, then, then it's like start to become aware of, of what they're actually, what's it calling you to do? And usually it'll be calling you to really go deeply within and and begin to explore what what are these what does this mean for me what are all of these things that are pointing me into into myself what does it mean for me what does my soul really desire in this and then it's your beautiful sovereign journey to discover you know discover what it is and who who it is to be in this world I can relate to so much of that because that journey's been going on for quite a long time for me in different in different ways and different phases of it. But I remember that feeling of, as you describe it, disillusionment or things just no longer working the way they used to work, suddenly almost falling out of alignment. And I I noticed this in my coaching clients a lot, not resonating with the same people, suddenly work doesn't feel that inspiring anymore. 
maybe the, the places that you're spending time, you're like, I don't know, it's just not lighting me up in the way that it used to. It's, it can be really unsettling initially where, you know, you've built this whole life for yourself that suddenly you feel like you have fallen out of alignment with, obviously, because something is energetically shifted inside of you. And it's like you're being, you're being called into more, aren't you? And, and from my understanding of, of this process, it's, you're on the journey of becoming that higher version of yourself that you need to be to then step into this next level of your life. Is that, does that sound right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Perfect. You are literally becoming your higher, higher self. Yes. So how do we support ourselves through this process? I mean, I know self-care for me has been such a fundamental part of it. And, it, you know, it can be uncomfortable at times, can't it? And a lot can mm. get really triggered and we can feel a bit ungrounded or unsettled. So what are some of the things we really need to practice if we can see this is going on in our lives? Mm. Well, we, I would highly recommend that if people aren't aware of or don't engage with their energy body yet, that begins pretty quickly because mm, what do you mean that, by energy body so there's a body within us so, so we've got we've got various we've got the physical mental emotional and then there's this the spiritual and i kind of call that spiritual energy body and that is the element of us that where our chakras lie where sort of our our meridians are um, soul centers all of these sorts of points of energy within our system that we are already interacting with but we just don't, may not know that we are mm. But they need tending, particularly when we are calling in our higher self, because we're actually, when we align with our higher self, we activate something within us called the light body. And so this is another layer that is bringing us into, and particularly on the ascension journey, bringing us into the state of living as the divine human. And by the divine human, I mean like the word human, um, hu, the origins of the word come from an ancient Egyptian language, meaning, and it means the creator, God. Mm. And then man, man is manifest, human. That is what we are. We are literally the creator manifest. Wow. I've never yeah. heard that described that way I love yeah. it yeah so and this is like we need to begin to honor that we actually have far more of a capacity to create manifest and call at will whatever it is that we desire and really you know we need to be doing this in a heart aligned way soul aligned way but we need to begin to honor that and honoring that does involve acknowledging our multidimensionality which means looking at these energy centers and and act, and really beginning to acknowledge that they need tending to. So there are many things we can do. And this is the kind of self-care that I will always mm. encourage people to do on spiritual awakening journeys. You know, go and get your Reiki, go and get your kinesiology, your, I, I really think body work that's oriented around energy centers. So heart work, slow me, low me, um, uh, kahuna massage. Mm. There's sort of the massages that are really focused on and, and you have a therapist who knows what's going on with your energy body um, in that moment and can help you with really aligning and cleansing and clearing them uh, first and foremost. And then, you know, yeah, it's an enjoyable uh, release or an enjoyable massage or whatever it is that you end up doing. But that is actually the key that you got to, you've got to start 
at that level and then move out. So, and then, you know, you want to do things like journaling for your mental body and for your emotional body, you may want to, um, begin to really be present with your feelings in a very, very visceral and embodied way, like really loving up on yourself and, you know, being super compassionate, doing that sort of inner parent work, like, Oh, you know, I'm really, really being there for yourself. Mm. Um, for those emotions and for the feelings and then for your physical body really get into a grounded embodied practice so dancing and moving your physical body and getting out onto the earth sitting under a tree putting your feet on the grass uh, getting into the sea getting into water all of these sorts of things really really help to support our physical body as we move through, uh, through our own personal ascension and awakening journey too. Mm, I find the body stuff so important because whenever I work with the energy of light and calling in light, I often feel it coming through the higher chakras coming sort of through my crown or, um, it feels like a, like I'm being pulled upwards when I work with the energy of light. And maybe that's the, not the right way to do it, but that's, that's how it tends to come to me. And mm. when I'm going through these processes of processes of feeling like I'm expanding, I'm um, calling in more light, I'm shifting into a higher energy or level of consciousness, the staying anchored to the earth feels Mm. like one of the one things that is the most important out of anything. Yeah, absolutely. And Connie, have you ever tried with your, with the pulling the energy through your, you know, through your crown and that sort of those higher energy centers? Have Mm. you tried because one of my really really like one of the most important things is that you bring that light all the way through to your feet and bring it into the Mm. earth and send it down deep into Gaia's crystalline core and that is one of the most effective ways to work with light Mm. because it doesn't stay in those higher centers it actually moves through and does like the most amazing work to your light body your energy body and and then it goes into Gaia and you're actually gifting her with some some higher light as well Um, but it creates this full full conductor uh, circuit. So then you actually like, you know, you don't necessarily, you, you don't, you won't necessarily feel all uh, floaty and etheric after yes. working with light. You can actually feel very embodied because that's this is how I work with light. Um, and the light technologies I work with are really about feeling embodied within your physical body using the light and it's just critical that you bring it into the earth you've got to earth it you've got to Mm. you've got to earth that light through your feet and create the full circuit and then yeah when you go out onto Gaia and you go into the sort of yeah to mama nature she can help to calibrate and harmonize you um but but I you know wouldn't wouldn't want you to be feeling all you know like lightheaded or whatever when you're working light in those higher hush chakras which I know you can you know it can feel like that yeah thinking back over it I think that actually was my experience much earlier on and I and I guess it is important to mention if people are early on on this journey and they are really feeling the activation of that light or their higher chakras their connection their alignment with their source sometimes I know from my journey that really began in the higher chakras for me in that Mm. upper energy system and it has been a real journey of embodiment work for me uh and I do feel like I'm a lot better at bringing it down but I guess the place I came to on my journey was the recognition that my lower chakras needed some love and some support Mm. and in general my my ability to feel safe in the world and be safe in my body was actually one key part of my process of being able to ascend I almost had to master that first 
Oh, absolutely. We need to master the issues around the lower chakras mm-hmm. and anything that's coming up, any blockages that are occurring at that level, we need to address before we can even remotely think about ascending. <laughs> and does this come back to things like childhood stuff, family issues? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's childhood. It's also school related, you know, and yeah. it's, it's basically like, well, I mean, the lower chakras, say your base is very much your, you know, are you a part of a community and a, and a, do you belong? Do you feel like you belong? And so if you felt like you were outcast at any stage by either friends, family or, or whomever, you know, like there can still be some issues around this, you know, security of, of who you are as a human. Your sacral is very much around, you know, sexuality and money and that kind of orientation towards the, uh, if you're insecure around your own sexuality and your own um, ability to generate abundance or what that kind of thing, you've got to look at the, the sacral chakra. And then your, your the third chakra, your uh, solar, is very much on your personal power. Mm. And so like those, those three are really where a lot of our world is focused largely mm. and actually primarily I think in the sacral chakra because it's, uh, you know, we've got a lot of obsession around sex and, and money in, in our world and, uh, and if you're hoping to do any kind of spiritual awakening and ascension work, those lower chakras really need to be worked on because they actually, it's required to bridge into your heart and your heart is actually one of the starting points. It's like a bridge into your higher chakras, into your throat and your third eye and your crown, and then even beyond that into your cosmic chakras. But like you're, you need to, if you, if you haven't worked on those lower chakras, you're probably going to find it hard to get into your heart in any meaningful sense. Mm, it's so yeah. interesting. Like as we're talking about this process, I'm sort of reflecting on my own journey and, and I would encourage anyone listening to reflect on what their journey has looked like and where they're at on it. But I almost feel like I sort of not went backwards, but went around it in an interesting way and in that I kind of came in through the light and then I felt my almost expansion and ascension sort of had to be put on pause for a little bit where I had to come back and revisit some of those lower chakra things and really come back into the body before Mm. I could then move forward again on that higher path. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it happens. This is the thing. It's, it happens for people in different ways. And, Mm. and I really do think that a lot of particularly mystic oriented people who have, you know, similar to you come in through the higher chakras and very, very, uh, comfortable in the higher realms or like, Mm. you know, in the etheric space, right. It's happy meditating, happy doing that. But when it comes to really being here, on this earth feel feel far less safe and far less uh comfortable moving through moving through the world yes and and that is you know and the work there is really around okay can I feel safe in my body can I feel like this is you know this is not death when I when I'm in my body and and really beginning to own that we chose to be here because if you're adept with the higher chakras you'll know that in our soul journey we choose to come into this incarnation. It's not some cosmic joke that we're here, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and there's a reason that you that you came in. And, you know, I think if you're coming in from your higher chakras and then really needing to ground into your body, it's an indication that there are there are some higher energies that you actually need to begin to channel into your sovereign your body as a sovereign human Mm -hmm. and it needs to be grounded here like connie's imprint needs to be here it's not you know if you thought that you 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 know you your contribution wasn't needed you wouldn't have incarnated in this 
in this world. It just wouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. So there's a reason for you being here. So I think a lot of the time those sorts of higher scent, higher chakric oriented people need to really embody their purpose, really embody what they're here to do, why they're here and live that. And then they begin to settle in a little bit more. Their soul feels a little bit more safe to land in their bodies. And, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't just reside in its, in the higher chakras. Cause I know, like I can sense when someone's soul is a bit, a little bit out mm. and, and a lot of the time, my like, gosh, like a, people are walking around, their souls are out of their bodies or their souls are like just <laughs> in their heads. Yeah. It's really just at their necks, like just, just, wow. just encapsulating the head and not even anywhere near. And like quite a lot of people don't even have it in lower than their hips. It's like, can you, can, you know, like you really need to know that this, this, you need to bring it all the way in and mm. feel it 100% here and present in your system. I think along along the journey as well, sometimes we can reject or abandon our human physical self or the material as in this pursuit of the spiritual. And there was definitely times in my past where I felt like I wanted it to all be about the love and the light and the positivity and the almost the judgment then of the human self. But I'm coming to realize, as you're saying, this embodied experience this experience of walking as our soul on this human plane is the integration isn't it of the human yeah. and the physical absolutely Sorry, and the every spiritual time, and the physical yeah. yeah every time you say the word human just remember that means god manifest mm. it it literally does like the the body and this who we are as a humanoid this is actually we we are literally walking around it's, it's the, one of the most highly spiritual things you can do is to embody your soul in your in within your human self and it's that it's the it's the marriage of exactly what you said the spiritual and the physical that that is is what our you know what we're really here to do source wants us to discover new new edges of of the the creator and we just need to keep doing that in a really aligned way and basically what we're here for mm. <laughs> you know like what is it that you're feeling called to do in this now moment all right do it <laughs> totally can be as simple as that and when it comes to the expression right we've touched on this at the beginning around you shared these places that you began to express and share more and I really do see that as being quite a throat chakra kind of energy as mm. well um did you bump up against any fears? Did you have any fears around people's perceptions of you, uh, fear of what other people would think, fear of not being accepted? Because I hear that a lot from people when it comes to them expressing who they feel they really are in the world. Oh, gosh, yes, absolutely. Mm. And that was something that stopped me from doing a lot of the stuff that I'm currently doing for a long time. And yeah. I mean, talking years here, uh, you know, not talking about my truth and not speaking uh, the the things that I uh, have been experiencing for fear of of backlash or for fear of you know rejection from from community and that kind of thing. And the truth is that if there are people that are supposed to stay and they're supposed to hang around, then they're going to they're going to stay. They're going to be on your journey. But then there there is also the acknowledgement that you know some people may not be or as keen on what it is that you're talking about and chances are like most of the time I don't think I ever experienced anyone going cheers you're nuts I'm not going to be you know listening to you anymore I don't want to be your friend anymore whatever it is it was you know like potentially people just vibrated out of my reality mm. but it was too 
what what that di- that died to the greater service of of so a wave of amazing people coming into my life that are like give me more mm. give me more of who you are in this world and friends and family who are really close and still remained close and then like my circles have just expanded into this you know amazingly beautiful supportive space so I think for that fear of the fear of expression of, of, of your truth, I think people will be able to deal with that in whatever way is right for them. Um, but the most important thing is that when you begin speaking your truth, you begin expressing your truth, you turn on the beacon that actually calls in the people who are supposed to be around you and calls in the situations and places that are supposed to be in your sphere and supporting your higher self heck yes I mean why wouldn't you want that like yeah it's a bit scary initially but it calls in the most amazing people when you can express clearly your you know your unique soul signature your energy signature in the world yes and what was your journey like of finding certainty in your own voice what was that experience like for you of beginning to really use your voice to speak truth with maybe people in your life or on a bigger platform Mm. I, my experience was that it, there was a part of me that was very fearful of doing it in a, in a really absolute sense, because I thought, oh, well, what if I changed my mind? What if my, what if my thoughts evolve? What if, et cetera, et cetera. And I came to a place where I actually reckoned with this and said, you know what? Yep. Uh, my mind may change. I may, I may evolve and which is, you know, fully welcome. But what is occurring for me right now and whatever is the truth of what I'm feeling right now, if I can express that, then like my work is done. My job is done in terms mm. of expressing the authentic truth of where, where I am. And so whether that is means that it's not in such a great place and whether it's the struggle and I'm very open in my, in my writing and in like social media posts when things are not feeling that great, that that, that will serve uh, in my expression in that state will serve. And then moving forward, whatever it is that comes up next uh, and expressing from that state that that will serve, you know, someone, even one person, I'm happy. Like, and even if that one person is me, I, I just, I think that is the state that I, I've gotten myself into with my expression and, and grown into with my expression is knowing that if I'm authentically uh, giving uh, an opinion or, or any kind of um, guidance that I really you know can't go wrong and yes it might I may contradict myself in a year or two's time but hey that's evolution and this is this is authentic expression and I think that word authenticity is key isn't it because we can sometimes put pressure on our self-expression for it to be perfect or to get it right or to be some we think maybe being an example for others is about having everything sorted out whereas the authenticity is is just the realness of what is present for you in this moment yeah Mm. for sure yeah Mm. expressing who who you are in the in the light and the shadow Mm. is really really important and it serves and you actually you literally have uh, you gift people codes that are beneficial to their own journey when you can speak to what it is that you're going through in the moment it actually enables people you create the energetic space and and gift them the ability to work through similar situations 
And so on your journey at the moment, what are you expanding into? Where are you currently seeing is the, what's the growth you're moving through? What is the next level? What are the lessons? What's your process at the moment? So I am really uh, at, a, at a point where I'm channeling a lot of very high dimensional information from cosmic sources that are really relevant to what is going on on earth today. And mm-hmm. so what's what's coming through is, and that my, my erotic edge is really around um, like, well, first of all, the joy at, oh my gosh, this is all so relevant to everyone's, you know, spiritual awakening journey, um, as well as the, yeah, just the awe of what magic can come when we allow ourselves to ascend into our true divine human self. And that means, you know, you can like being a creator being on earth and and beginning to learn how to manifest with ease in a way that is really heart aligned, that you don't need to be living constantly externally referenced and manipulating everything to get what you want. That actually when you move into the subtle realms within you, you can just tweak a few things energetically and see things flow at you and flow towards you rather Mm. than muscling it into your life. And there's all these different beautiful things that I've been, I'm working on to, you know, we spoke, spoke about soul and disembodied souls and, you know, actually helping to allow this soul to land more in, in a more embodied sense within our bodies. And it's, it's also making me so much more aware of supporting people through their own energetic ascension and, you know, through the times in the year that we particularly see ascension energy heightened. Uh, so, you know, like just providing some a space and a service, um, you know, via like my program, Anchor Your Light, that kind of thing, to for people to just come in and go, oh, my God, I feel like a crazy person. Can you can, can we talk about, you know, can we talk about what's going on here and um, providing a safe space for people to really be uh, themselves while they're in the, I call it the in-between state, when we're moving from the disillusioned, disillusionment of okay things have got to change and then we actually begin to grasp what is a po- what's the possibility the field of possibilities that like lie um within you know our reach it's like that space in between is really quite disconcerting because you can feel like you said you know not ungrounded and you're and not very anchored and then it can be confusing mm. so like that holding a space for people in that place is really where I'm focusing a lot of my work on and and really helping to hold people through um, that journey of of things coming online and living in a in a you know aligning with their high dimensional life there's there's there are higher dimensions that we can embody here on earth um like like we talked about the higher self our higher self sits on the fifth dimension and Mm. we can bring the fifth dimension right into our system right into our bodies so that we actually create that reality here in this in this present moment um and and yeah that sort of brilliance is just it inspires me so much to to see when people actually yeah begin to embody that truth in their life Mm. and they see all these things begin to you know work their way and move into their into their life that that you know previously they had to hustle and muscle their way to get or or wouldn't even dream that it would occur and it and it just moves mm. um like that just yeah that's that turns me on so much <laughs> mm. 
And what do you think is one thing someone needs to know or keep in mind if they're in this in-between phase at the moment? Because I'm seeing it manifest in a lot of people's worlds that I'm working with. It's manifesting in my world where I'm looping again through this cycle, old things falling away, new possibilities opening up. And for anyone who's maybe currently sitting in that space and and feeling the in-betweenness of this uncomfortable Mm -hmm. space, what would be one piece of guidance you could share with them to help them navigate this chapter of their journey? I'd say that the rawness, the rawness that you're feeling, it does subside and it subsides quickly. But really what you're doing at the moment is the work. What's occurring at the moment is the work. You are, it's like you're being, you're in labor, mm. <laughs> um, you know, and it's like that sort of the, the, the pain of the labor is actually, you know, in service to the birth of the baby, in the service of the birth to your higher self. And so what you're actually in at the moment is abs- is divine. It is t- completely divine. And as much, and I hear you, it's, it can be so uh, confronting and painful. And, you know, you need to cover yourself in the, you know, in the compassion and the love. And, and like we spoke of earlier, all the self-care of all your different bodies. Really do as much as you can to come into a state of feeling held but know that this is the, this is the divine work. This is yeah. what is needed in order to birth that next aspect of you. Mm, beautiful. So perfect. Thank you, Carly. Can you share with me and my audience where people can find out more about you, what you've got coming up, uh, people who want to know more about your work and get involved with what you're sharing in the world? They can come on over to carlystefan.com. I'm assuming you'll probably pop that in the, in the show, show notes. notes as well. Yeah. I'm on Instagram at, at carlystefan and on Facebook. And I have uh, currently my program is closed up, my Anchor Your Light program, but I'm going to be reopening it probably around June, um, which is really around exactly what we've spoken about, really bringing your light in and, mm-hmm. and beginning to, to uh, orient yourself towards, uh, you know, your aligned purpose and, and being the divine human that you are, uh, on earth. And yeah, I've got, got a lot of exciting things in the works at the moment. And yeah, people can, can come on over to the website and grab their free copy of, my ebook if they like. And also I'd like to offer your audience the, um, my activation, my cosmic light connection activation, which will help people to actually bring the, the light within themselves and have an experience of it. And just like we spoke earlier of the conducting of the energy, like bringing it down mm-hmm. through and creating their, um, their own ascension column, which will help support their awakening journey. Um, and that really can also smooth and ease the way a bit with this whole uh, awakening and ascension journey so yeah that um, we'll link to that in the Mm -hmm. show notes as well so people can can have a taste of um, of that juicy cosmic light Mm, sounds like a beautiful resource for people to give them something to begin to practice and work with as part of the starting point as well as everything else that you've shared today it's been really beautiful to hear your perspective and all of your guidance and wisdom and the practical ways that we can move through this process so thank you so much for sharing all of this with us I've loved talking with you today Oh, such a pleasure, lady. And thank you to everyone who has been tuned into this week's episode of Awaken Radio. I look forward to talking to you again next time. 